when a copy of the new book titled Miss Dior a story of courage and couture written by well-known author Justine Picardy and published by Faber arrived at my doorstep wearing the plastic seal that most courier companies dress their parcels with i was excited by the book's weight and volume when i opened it i said oh well i must write a review of this book but as the pages unraveled a unique character catherine the younger sister of french designer christian dior i realized this is no ordinary book here i am reading you an excerpt instead of writing a review but before i do that let me read you what the jacket of this book says the book jacket miss dior is a story of freedom and fascism beauty and betrayal roses and repression and how the polished surface of fashion conceals hidden depths it paints a portrait of the enigmatic woman behind the designer christian dior his beloved younger sister catherine who inspired his most famous perfume and shaped his vision of femininity justin picardy's journey takes her to occupied paris where christian honed his couture skills while catherine dedicated herself to the french resistance until she was captured by the gestapo and deported to the german concentration camp of ravensbrück with unparalleled access to the dior family homes and archives picardy's research into catherine's courageous life shines a new light on dior's legendary work and reveals how his enchanting new look emerged out of the shadows of his sister's suffering tracing the wartime paths of the dior siblings leads picardy deep into other hidden histories and different forms of resistance and sisterhood she explores what it means to believe in beauty and hope despite our knowledge of darkness and despair and discovers the timeless solace of the natural world in the aftermath of devastation and destruction the result is an exquisite and unforgettably moving book the jacket blurb says a lot doesn't it and that's why this book doesn't need to be reviewed it needs to be read absorbed and wondered at here is an excerpt 
I selected because it moved me peculiarly. On March 15, 1939, Hitler's troops invaded and occupied Czechoslovakia. But in the weeks that followed, the Parisian Beaumont continued the social life with even more merriment than usual. Diana Vreeland, the celebrated fashion editor of Harper's Bazaar, described the couture houses in July as jammed with buyers, frantic, amusing, exhausting and glorious. And as Janet Flanner observed in the New Yorker, there have been money and music in the air, with people enjoying the first good time since the bad time started in Munich last summer. As the high society parties grew wilder and more extravagant, culminating in a circus-themed ball at Versailles, complete with acrobats, clowns and three elephants, Salvador Dali was working on his surrealist set design for Bacchanale. This was a new production for the Ballet Russe di Monte Carlo, portraying the madness of King Ludwig II of Bavaria, with music by Wagner, the Cour de Ballet on crutches, and a backdrop dominated by a giant white swan with a gaping hole in its breast. The delirious frenzy came to a shuddering standstill with the declaration of war on September 3, 1939. Christian was called up for military service, along with all Frenchmen between the ages of 18 and 35. He saw no action, however, having been dispatched to provide farm labour in Mehunsrevre, in rural central France as part of a unit of army engineers. Catherine was also forced to leave Paris and return to Law Nice. Like many other employees of the fashion industry, she no longer had a job. Two of the city's leading couturiers, Madeleine Vionnet and Coco Chanel, closed their premises. Everyone in my place had someone who was in uniform, a husband, a brother, a father, said Chanel. Carmel Snow reported on the remarkable change in the French capital in an article for Harper's Bazaar written in early September. In the last week, it has become almost overnight a city deserted. The taxis have disappeared from the streets. All the telephones are cut off. When I went about the city to make my farewells at the dressmaking houses, I found evacuation already in process, as the men who worked in the fashion industry were being mobilized, observed snow. 
the women she encountered were notable for their composure it is not a moment of mass courage but of individual heroism each accepts the inevitable with a calm that leaves one awed This strange air of calm continued for the 8 months of what became known as the phony war so named because of the comparative lack of action on the western front Jean Paul Sartre who had been drafted to undertake meteorological duties for the French army was posted to a small town north of Strasbourg close to the German border My work here consists of sending up balloons and then watching them through a pair of field glasses he reported in a letter to Simon de Beauvoir Given the relaxed nature of his military service Sartre had time to work on a new book and professed this will be a modern war without slaughter just as modern painting has no subject modern music no melody and modern physics no solid matter de beauvoir herself noted a similar air of vacancy in a diary entry for october 1939 what does the word war really mean a month ago when all the papers printed it boldly across their headlines it meant a shapeless horror something undefined but very real now it lacks all substance and identity bettina ballard the paris correspondent for american vogue continued to deliver her dutiful reports on the couture houses but confessed in her memoir that life appeared to have come to a standstill and that cynicism was pervasive the word ennui came up in every conversation whether it was with your butcher because he couldn't give you the quality of meat you desired or your dinner partner who couldn't give you the stimulating conversations you expected everyone was corroded with boredom and the abnormal tension of waiting for something you couldn't imagine what had a numbing effect I read you this piece from a chapter called Through the Looking Glass. It's in the early pages of the tome. While this is not a review, I do suggest whether you like cloth or couture, the shape of things, the weight of history, the fabric of the French resistance, the German invasions during wartime Europe, and how a lady who had 
very little to do with fashion, inspired the new look. How a man from a privileged family went to becoming a farm laborer and then amongst the most known and famous designers of the last century. Do get this book.